Hi there, and welcome to the Noobs and the Whovian. My name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. This is my son, Corbin, and my other son, Trip. And we're the Noobs. <coughs> wow. What the heck was that? Was that like helium or something? I have a bad taste in my mouth. Did y'all get it all out of your system or... Yeah, I hope so. Let's never try that again, whatever that was. Good grief. Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet revisiting its first episode in more ways than one. It's the Noobs and the Whovian. My name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And we're the Noobs. And this is the podcast introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And two sons who also have. Ah, that's right. Because this time, welcome to episode number 96 covering again series one episode one rose this is the one where rose meets a mysterious man named the doctor after being attacked by mannequins mickey gets eaten by a trash can and clive gets shot in the face that was the only thing notable worth mentioning (laughs) sad clive actually can we just say sad child of clive clive Uh, is probably not very sad the child on the other (laughs) child and the wife wasn't it two I thought it wasn't it two kids. No, it was there? just the one kid one and his kid. wife. It was his mm. wife and his kid. Yeah, he still so. got yeah. shot in the face. So, guys, uh, just before we jump into things, in case you missed the point five episode that I put out earlier this week, we are in fact covering episode one of series one because it originally aired March twenty sixth. Uh, 2005. So that means we came up on its 15th anniversary. And so while we are in the midst of all the pandemic and the lockdown and the craziness, uh, there've been a few Doctor Who like sort of live global rewatches going on. Um, I, I started to say simulcast, but that's not accurate because it's not actually broadcasting anywhere simultaneously. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, there was a rewatch of the 50th anniversary episode, which we unfortunately are too far away from to have done that live. Plus I heard about it a little bit late, but they, it it was so much fun that they decided, Hey, you know what? We're coming up on the 15th anniversary of Rose. So everybody at 7 PM Greenwich mean time, which is when it originally aired, uh, press play and we'll watch it all together. And Russell T Davies, uh, live tweeted throughout the episode and gave some interesting behind the scenes stuff, uh, did a, an after the episode, uh, sequel to Rose, uh, that was really a 12 minute long drawn out, uh, political jab, uh, that we can talk about <laughs> later. Um, however, uh, so w- we decided, Hey, this would be a great time for us to sort of go back and revisit Rose because I had been thinking about this for a while. Like we are so many years, so many seasons into it now. And wouldn't it be fun to go back and revisit an episode? And if you're going to revisit an episode, might as well be the first one, yeah. right? So we went ahead and sat down and hit play at the right time and uh, tweeted along, well, read along with Russell T. Davies' tweets and everything and had a load of fun. So if you uh, missed all of that, then pause and go watch Rose. (laughs) And um, also to say that this is episode 96. And so next week, you're going to hear us say welcome to episode 96 because we recorded that one already. And then this whole thing came up. So it got a little wibbly wobbly. Um. Uh, me and the noobs here have kind of broken our brains with the show schedule <laughs> the last week or two. It's like, wait, didn't we already record that? Wait, no, no, that's going out next week. Right. But yeah. <laughs> we're talking about confusing. things now that we probably said in the previous episode that we haven't released yet. That's right. We so we are we are in the midst so of recording we're, we're, episode 96, which will come out <clears throat> in our minds two weeks after episode 95, but it was recorded like three weeks after episode 95. <laughs> Because it came after the original episode 96. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, 
this is the actual episode 96. So this one, uh, as we said, originally aired March 26, 2005, story number 157 to, wait for it, guys, 10.81 million viewers. Pretty sure that's still the highest number. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I Other think than some I Christmas think, I well, think the David Tennant specials one of those I think beat it out. Oh, I remember plus, us saying at some point that something finally beat the mm-hmm. the premiere. Plus, like we've mentioned, the counting is getting a little difficult yeah. now to tell. So right. Yes. So this was ten point eight one live, you know, on the BBC viewers and everything, and which uh, then was pretty much the only way you could watch it. So right. Oh. You know what? I would be curious. And there would be absolutely no way of figuring this out. But how many people watched it live together on Thursday hmm. while we were sitting there watching it? We it were watching beat it on ten. Oh, it had to have beaten ten million in the midst of everything going on it, with 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 the the lockdown. People don't have anywhere to go and all this kind of stuff. So we watched it on DVD. Some people were watching it on the BBC iPlayer. Some people may have been watching it on Sling TV. Some people have been may have. Uh, no, I'm sorry. We I, I said we were watching it on DVD. We, we actually it bought Amazon. it on Amazon because it's no longer on Prime. So if you bought it on Amazon, you watched it that way, or maybe you have the DVDs or the Blu-rays, or you know, like a, yeah. a million other ways that people could have watched it. And Not so 10 other it had to have been 10 million. But I would be curious. Again, there's absolutely no way to get an accurate number yeah. on that. So at any rate, just um, ask all of your friends. So if you have all 10.82 10 10 mil- yeah. 10. <laughs> million friends. <laughs> Uh, so this one was written by, as we said, our man Russell T. Davies, and directed by Keith Boak. Uh, Keith Boak? Boak? Boak. Boak. B-O-A-K. Pronounce that as you will. Um, he So he had the unique role of being the first guy, the first director to bring back Doctor Who. And then he did, uh, in addition to Rose, he also did Aliens of London and World War III. So that, that, that two-parter about the Slovene. So that was all him as well. So uh, no real miscellaneous trivia. Uh, we're not going to really hit the cast. We we already have done all that in the past. I'm pretty, I'm, well, I say that. Yeah, we were talking about the cast back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. we. It's funny. I, I meant to revisit that episode. I meant to re-listen to that one before we got to recording to just see where all has the show changed. And as you heard a minute ago, the ep- the opening has changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but things like the checklist, I don't even know if we had a checklist when we started. Oh, in the first it's definitely episode. definitely longer. In the we first episode, our notes were basically nothing. Yeah, I don't even know if we have show notes from mm-hmm. episode one. To I think be- we did, but it was like, oh, here's some cast people. Here's mm-hmm. things we noticed. And right. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Way It's gotten way more extensive over time, so... Uh, before we jump in, guys, I want to remind you, as always, Noobs in the Hoovian is brought to you by R5 Website Management. Guys, it is it is all the more important nowadays to make sure that your business is well represented online. So R5 Website Management wants to help you out. We want to help you out in two ways. Passively, we can provide you with hosting, domain registration, security, a website builder, all those kinds of things that will allow you to just plug and play and get started on your own. But in addition, as we mentioned before, R5 Website Management is us. Um, it is myself and Keeley. We are uh, the the co-owners of uh, a great company that helps small businesses just like yours to get off the ground with a brand new website, improve their old website that's out of date, or just fix some random stuff that maybe isn't working the way it's supposed to. Uh, so the two of us, as well as our team, can provide you with all the support that you need for that. So if you have a business that is all of a sudden on lockdown, wherever you mm-hmm. are, and you have a way of reaching your clients online, we want to be a, a, a part of helping out with that. And if you're sitting in a position where you think, I don't know how to get my business online, uh, my business doesn't translate to being an online store or something, we've talked with 
dozens of clients in the last two weeks about ways that we can help get you online. Um, maybe you don't sell items that you can ship online, but maybe you can provide video coaching or something like that. We can help integrate that into your website. So we have creative solutions to help you weather the storm here. So reach out to r5websitemanagement.com. You can fill out the contact form there. You can just email me, austin, at r5websitemanagement.com. And uh, we can help you out with that. But as always, if you head over to store.r5websitemanagement.com and use the code Noobs. at checkout, you will wake up your co-hosts and get 15% <laughs> off of your entire order. So head on over there and get yourself either online or streamline your website today. All right, so that brings it down to the checklist. Uh, the name of the episode, Spoken in Dialogue. This was an <laughs> yeah. easy one. <laughs> nice to meet you. What's the name of the main like? character? That's Incredible. Right. Yeah. Rose Tyler. Rose. Uh, I mean, we should have counted how many times. Yeah. <laughs> like, normally we're like, well, they said all of the words, but not in that exact order. Or something Especially like, since yeah, this was an easy one. We can't pause it, though. That would have been kind of difficult. Yeah. This was a a different viewing experience, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because we didn't Generally, pause it. Generally, it would take like an hour and a half because we paused to write things mm. down right. constantly. We didn't yeah. pause it. We didn't rewind it. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, couldn't. we, were we didn't back it up at any given time and say, we, what did they say? We were paying more attention to like, well, at least I was like, I don't the know. The Twitter stream? Yeah. Well, kind of, but yeah. like actually not like the storyline, but like looking for stuff and trying to see how they did it and how it relates to now it's, and stuff. It's a very different viewing the second time. Because you, yeah. you already know what's happening. Yeah. So like you're not mm -hmm. paying attention to the same stuff that you were the first time. Yeah, you can kind of watch the sides and, mm -hmm. and see the little details and the winks and nods. Plus, there's I'm sure, um, and and feel free, you guys point these out as we as we hit them or as you think of them. If there were like inside jokes or references that now you get that you didn't get mm -hmm. three years ago, bring those up because I want to hear about those because I talk about that all the time. Like, oh man, I didn't notice this the first time. So now y'all have that opportunity. So uh, the creature of the week was the nesting consciousness, uh, otherwise known as the big plastic blob of goo. Uh, so this was, um, uh, for us, This uh, the first time viewing this, obviously this was, everything was the first for us, right? Yeah. We had, everything was brand new. Mm -hmm. This was our first doctor, our first companion, our first baddie of the week, our first creature and everything. Our first TARDIS. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Anything you could think of yeah. was our first. But we have now interacted with the Nestine consciousness a couple of times, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so we've, we've seen a classic episode. Wait, hang on. Am I wrong about that? We've had a classic episode with the Autons, but wasn't... I don't think the Nestine conscious was in that one, actually. No. In, the, in the classic the Who episode, you mean? Autons. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay, in, in, in classic Who, the Nestine consciousness was was talked about but it we didn't see a blob yeah. of plastic it was it was just sort of like talked about i think we know why because of how yeah. it looked in this episode yeah, <laughs> yeah even, even by 2005 CGI. standards yeah now but have we seen the nesting consciousness in new who beyond that no. or autons uh, we've, we've seen, seen autons, autons haven't we we've seen we have, yeah, the the like weird autons that were like different that looked different. Are you thinking of the classic uh, Who episode that we watched? Was that the classic Who? The Where they like had like the giant heads because they were wearing, remember because we were talking about they were plastic people wearing plastic masks uh, yeah. or whatever. Um, I swear Didn't that we've seen like the Didn't it have like the weird since. things like that ran around Oh my the gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm Guys, Rory was an Auton. Oh yeah. Rory. Oh right. Duh. Yeah. Oh, we're so dumb. <laughs> 
Oh, just, oh my gosh. We are racking how, our brain. Like. How loudly, how many iPods just got thrown to the floor in frustration listening to our episode? Oh. <laughs> People Wait, chucking stuff out I'm the trying window. to remember. Have we seen the autons since this episode? Oh, you mean the I don't plot know. point where one of the main characters <laughs> turned into one? You mean that again? One? Again, a secondary companion <laughs> turned into a plastic person? Oh my gosh! Uh, I apologize on behalf of News and the Hoobian. So hard on that. The views expressed on this show are not necessarily the views of Master Closet <laughs> Studios, except that we are Master Closet Studios, so ignore uh, what I just said. And we're also All apparently right. very dumb. So apparently yeah. what? Very dumb. I think that's hey just now. you. Ouch. Uh, so <laughs> now bad. we remember. Now we remember why bad CGI. Is on the checklist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Uh, who wrote the fire is pretty okay? It's not terrible. because I want to slap you. Okay, especially compared to we the went, Matrix it was fire. Not good at all. We oh. went off. Okay, the fire in the Matrix was terrible, though. Like compared uh, to this, that was somewhat better. I mean, I get. Why are we I talking about the Matrix all of a sudden? I get, maybe because we because watched it. Because it had it. fire in it. We watched it last night. And it, and it had, had CGI bad fire, fire in it. So. Uh, yeah, and it did have Okay, but I mean, if I remember correctly, didn't we spend like a good portion of our first episode like talking about how terrible the fire, the CGI I fire was? It was more in um uh, the Aliens of London one or whatever. Oh, was it? Okay. Because they had a lot of CGI. I just remember that explosion of the shop of Rose's shop and the flames coming out of the roof were just horrible. Uh, (laughs) The bin is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was the weird stretchy hand thingy. Right. Right. Where, yeah, yeah. Where he was like, like stuck to it or whatever. (laughs) That was what you call it. Where, uh, like you, uh, the uncanny Valley. That was a hundred percent what that was. Okay. I could, yeah. Eh, Uncanny Valley usually refers to people. Okay. Where it's like CGI people or robot people. That are like, Ugh. um, oh, are you talking about Auton Mickey? Yeah, that was Uncanny weird, Valley, but that wasn't CGI, was it? No, that was that was yeah. all prosthetics that was and makeup. Nasty. That, that was basically just makeup. Oh my I gosh, I know, like he's like a completely different color. Smile. He's like squeaking and <laughs> just squeaking. <laughs> he's made of plastic. Okay, speaking speaking of squeaking. All right, and the last thing on CGI there is the nesting consciousness is is. It's terrible. Slosh, it's pretty bad. Slosh, pretty slosh. bad. No, by by two thousand and five standards, it's probably amazing. But like no, it was when, pretty bad. When the anti plastic or whatever landed on it, it didn't even look like those two <laughs> things were touching. They weren't even in the same universe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but speaking of sounds, this this episode was way 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 more slapsticky than I remember. Did y'all notice that? <laughs> Where there was mean? like, it was like there were parts of this episode that were like watching the Three Stooges level <laughs> of humor. Where it was like, where you know, like you were talking choked, about, huh? Like when the doctor was getting right, choked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he had to, where where poor Eccleston, you know, classically trained actor, had to pretend that a, a mannequin's arm was choking him to death. You know, well, and like Rose his, just thought nothing of it. Right, right. But no, Mickey did the same thing earlier. It's, like, it's that, and it's also things like the like Mickey squeaking and the bin burping. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, Trip took part in the burp heard, heard wor- around yeah. the world. Uh-huh. Russell T. Davies said, "Okay, in, in just a few minutes, the the bin is going to burp. When the bin burps, you burp. We all burp together. It'll be the burp heard around and, the world." <laughs> and the bin just slowly creeping towards the car. Well, so no, I'm, ta- I'm, I'm talking about like there were parts where not slapstick humor, but that was still. Just I can't really remember. Ridiculous. I may have a note about this later, but there was there was a part where um, I swear there was like. There was like cartoon style noises happening. 
you talking about Mickey squeaking like plastic reminded me of that. Or, you know, it was like a boing type of noise, you know, yeah. something like that. And I was like, what are we doing here? Um, so Doctor Who. Um, I don't remember if I have a note on this later, but while I'm thinking about it, uh, because there were apparently Russell T. Davies, as he was writing this, there were moments, and he, he said this on Twitter, there were moments where he thought, is this too campy? Is it too silly? Have I gone too far? Like the London Eye. Uh, that, that was the bit. Sequence. That was the bit. Yeah, the whole thing where it took the doctor looking at the London Eye three oh, times yeah. to realize that was the giant circular metallic you know, what? object that would be, yeah, what? What? Yeah. What? Like, um, honestly, that scene kind of drug on. It did. The third time was a bit much, and and he said that he thing over he would run it oh. by somebody, some friend of his or somebody that um, if it made them laugh, then it it got to stay. Sounds like you had one of those friends that laughed at everything. Uh, <laughs> well, but then he said that Clive had to get shot in the face because. We needed to be told for the new viewers or reminded for our classic Who viewers that Doctor Who is anymore. dangerous. That it the wasn't for the kids. Like I guess. Started. Yeah. But like he had to say, hey, listen, the stakes are real here. Something bad could happen. And I'm thinking but also slapstick comedy the entire right. time and the doctor being a complete <laughs> idiot. And a bunch yes. of people getting blown up and killed there were some to <laughs> with the with the bin. And that's the thing is the doctor, yeah, nine was for all the times that we call nine the emo doctor, he was goofy in this episode. <laughs> he was goofy, goofier than I remember. Nice and now I'm curious. Yeah. Now I'm curious. I would have never thought he was the existential doctor that he and, is. And that's what I'm saying is Was he did that continue yeah. and we didn't we we didn't notice it as much then. Because we didn't have anything to compare them to, yeah. But um, I mean, but even for me, my second time watching through, I didn't feel like he was that campy and goofy. So maybe it was this episode, and then it it's not as bad throughout the rest of season one. I don't honestly remember. But he said that all I can think is, if you want to raise the stakes, like there's other ways to do it than to have a guy get shot, an innocent guy get shot in the face in front of his wife and children yeah <laughs> or wife and child like i forgot that detail completely yeah like clive shot in the face we've been talking about for three years yeah. in front of his family <laughs> i mean like six inches in front of his family like they were I standing know. next to him yeah and she goes ah and i'm like i mean what in the world at least they leave it a little ambiguous about whether he actually got shot in the face oh let's be clear he got shot in the face, man. There's no know. way around it. It's like, I know it all happened off camera and everything, but dag on. I feel like, though, like, there's a little bit of ambiguity. I guess. I only no. hold on to that because then it makes maybe it not so bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. So we're still actually on the checklist. Uh, we did get a fantastic, uh, by our by our best count, we only got one this episode. Uh, Corbin noted that... Um, uh, Bad Wolf, we did, uh, now this, this appeared somewhere else. There was a note about this somewhere else, but we did get a Bad Wolf theme. We got to hear the Bad yeah. Wolf theme before there was ever even a Bad Wolf reference yeah. because episode one actually didn't have one. Um, so, uh, that and was, it was interesting it's hearing. the only one that doesn't have one. Yeah, it's the only, yeah, that's right. It's the only episode in, in season one that didn't have a Bad Wolf reference, except that we did get 
that theme. Yeah. So, but yeah. I doubt then it was considered the bad wolf e- theme. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, let's see. Under Jiggery Pokery, we had a, a few things about the TARDIS. Um, Corbin, what was this one that you wrote here? Did you write this? Yeah, he said the entire forces of Genghis Khan couldn't get through that door. Believe me, they tried. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a very doctor thing to say. It's like alluding to something that is happening. All of a sudden, I'm trying to remember, was there a Classic Who episode about that? Uh-huh. Maybe maybe Jared will fill us in. I don't know. Uh, let's see. They um they really dragged out the reveal of the inside of the TARDIS. They really so so we have a couple of scenes of him like going in and out of the TARDIS. Right. We get a couple of examples of that, and then we have Rose chasing him into you know she she they're trying to escape the autons and she's like why am i going to hide inside of a wooden box that's not going to help me any and then finally she decides to run in there because that's where the doctor is she runs in we get a shot of her face we get a shot of her reaction mm-hmm. and then she runs back out and does a lap around the tardis and so for for new viewers it's like what's going on there's there's a mystery box reveal going on here but for classic who this was like teasing it out even more what is the TARDIS control room going to look like and you know based off of what we've seen of classic who so far it this was a dramatic change yeah. this was a very different TARDIS control room one of the TARDIS control rooms is just like a white room with a cylinder in the middle isn't it? <laughs> a couple of them I think I think one and two both basically like had that. super bland and whatnot which was 60s sci-fi at the yeah. time you know pop 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 Tunk. <laughs> I don't know from what the, any of that means. <laughs> from the thing, he's like, you want a control room? Okay, here's a control room. He popped out a couple of circles and then slammed on the thing from the documentary thingy or whatever, uh, the movie thingy that we watched. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> why does nobody, what? Okay, one, you're referencing an episode we haven't released yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, first of all. <laughs> about a documentary movie that we're not supposed to have seen yet. At any well. rate. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Uh, so that's a fun little fun little throwback for some folks that have seen uh, the an adventure in space and time. So um, I did. So I thought that was interesting. Um, they definitely did have because of technology. We've we've talked about this um, earlier in, in early episodes of the show that there was a dividing point. I want to say it happened in season two where we had the first instance of the camera following a character from the outside of the TARDIS to the inside of the TARDIS in one shot. And we made a note of it in that episode. Like this is the first time it's happened. And what was interesting to me was how dramatically different it was in this one. Because in this scene, when Rose runs in, you see her run towards the doors. Then there's a, like a quick jump cut. And all of a sudden you're now inside the TARDIS and she's running into the control room. There was no, sort of overlap there. It was a hard cut. And um, later on, so so you, you don't have her, you don't see her opening the doors from the outside or coming through doors as they open on the inside. It's like she's on the outside and then she's on the inside. <laughs> that was yeah. it. And then later on, I, I we did get, uh, we did get a camera angle where you could see inside the TARDIS and they were obviously doing some green screen. Right. And so I can't remember if that had ever been done in new, uh, in classic who, and this was the first time. Hmm? I think we made a note of that. The first time we saw it, that it hadn't, you had never seen directly into it. What's interesting is that green screen has been around for a while. Like 
and one of the episodes we watched, they were using it on a car just so they wouldn't have how to bad actually it was? drive the car. Well, no, that was yeah. different than green screen, though. That was blue screen? Um, well, no, so the, yeah, anyways. Let's, <laughs> let's not travel too far down that road. So, uh, Let's see. What is, um, Corbin, what's this next note? Um, so the doctor says that the TARDIS disappears here and reappears there uh, at, at some point. Right. Um, she said it yeah. moved. How could it possibly move? He says it disappears there, I think, and reappears here. Okay. Which is not how it works now. We clearly see the TARDIS flying, but it seems like he's implying that it just more or less teleports. Yeah, that's that's been inconsistent over the years. Um, so, for example, like we've seen, we've seen an example of the Doctor like crashing the TARDIS into Earth. Yeah. Where it's like it lands like a spaceship. And then we've also it's seen like, it if it was actually dematerialize, right? Wouldn't do that. We've also seen it dematerialize uh, in Classic Who. There is at least one example that I've seen on a YouTube clip of <laughs> they literally had like a rainbow, like we whip, and then like bloop, there it is. <laughs> it's horrible. Um, so it's it has been fairly inconsistent exactly the nature of how it travels because it does kind of it does kind of seem like sometimes it dematerializes and rematerializes. Every time you see a rainbow, it's the doctor landing. That's exactly what <laughs> yeah. um, Then we have times where they're definitely traveling through the time vortex. Yeah. yeah. And then we definitely have times where they're traveling through space. You know, like, mm-hmm. the, like the TARDIS dragging the Earth through space and things Dragging like that. the Earth. We watch it fly back <clears throat> into the universe. Right. Captain Jack clearly rides on the outside of it. That was so, through the time vortex, yeah. Which would not be possible if it just dematerialize yeah yeah exactly so again but then it just inconsistent appears on top of people so once again we have found inconsistency within a 50 plus year old science fiction that's our job isn't it i wonder why it is indeed uh let's see it's their job to keep it straight (laughs) (laughs) some of them don't seem to care as much uh (laughs) russell t davies tweeted quote dimension singular like in hartnell's day in reference to oh by the way the most dragged out version of TARDIS that I remember in New Who. He says, it's the TARDIS. That's T-A-R-D-I-S, time in relative dimension in space. I mean, like, you know, like spelled out every single part of it. know spell TARDIS. It's it's actually a pretty phonetically spelled word. Yeah, it's spelled like it sounds. Um, But Russell T. Davies said dimension singular. So I'm wondering, does that mean that after Hartnell's time, did it sometimes stand for time and relative dimensions in space. And that's something that we've never picked up on because we've not watched enough classic who I don't know. So that was, that was an interesting one that again, uh, a, a question that I, I hope, uh, uh, Jared has addressed. If not, I'll bug him about it and we'll, we'll address it next time. So <laughs> we'll get to the bottom. Of it. We did not get the psychic paper this episode, did we? No, no, no. I don't think we see that. For most of the first season. Um, no, I mean, no, it's around. No, no, we saw it on the it's definitely second around. episode. Yeah, it does. For, in the preview for the second episode. It oh, he was he using it He scans it and stuff. But yeah. other than that, I don't think we see it for the rest of the season. No, I think it, I think it was pretty prominent in season one. But at any rate, mm-hmm. uh, what about the Sonic? Was there anything of note for the Sonic? I mean, the Sonic was just doing Sonic screwdriver things. Yeah. Is yeah. there anything worth noting? I don't think it did anything special. Yeah. Um, Not anything that we would Just as far as going back and seeing it now, is there anything? I mean, obviously, it's it's the it's, it's the old one. It's the blue one yeah. that 
that nine and 10 both had because 10 didn't get his own for whatever reason. Um, anything, anything else worth talking about? Oh, I did. I, I felt like, and maybe this was maybe, maybe it was just a trick of the light, but I feel like at one point he told Rose, like, cover your eyes or something and pointed the Sonic at a, at a, a lock or, or something. And it like something sparked. I swear there was a little bit of like, woo, 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 woo coming off of the end of it. Did y'all catch that? No. I, so. I couldn't tell if it was like, if you stood that close to a door with the Sonic as a prop and cut the light on, you would get a little blue ring on the door. You would get that. So I don't know if I was just seeing that or if they actually had like ray gun style concentric circles flying out that they added in hmm. CGI. So anyways, all right. Maybe, maybe it was just me. Maybe it was just the, the one on the, on the door there. So, uh, no, uh, no needless sacrificial deaths this go around, right? Well, I mean, I've, needless I've, sacrificial. Clive didn't sacrifice himself to save anyone. Ah, uh, yes, just straight he up had died. to be sacrificed so that <coughs> people would know that Doctor Who was. A he was sacrificed show. to the to the gods of Russell T Davies' uh, writing style. Apparently, I guess. So. Uh, yeah, uh, no, no real uh, jibberty jabberty. I mean, you know, anti plastic. That was that was a fun little um, mm-hmm. classic Who throwback. Some weird little thing. Yeah, there were. Um, well, I, if I remember correctly, that was like a a gag from classic who that like, it was kind of a lame thing. And so that's why when he, he goes, you know, she's like, well, how are you going to stop it? And he whips out the thing. Like he's all proud of himself. Anti-plastic. And she's yeah. like, anti-plastic. And he goes, anti-plastic. You know, like, I love they, how he says they, that, like she should know what it is. Right. Well, and they yeah. said it like uh, several times in a row, almost yeah. to go like, Hey guys, remember this stupid thing? <laughs> like, yeah. Classic who fans. That's right. It's finally used for this. That's right. Um, we, there were also some jokes on Twitter leading up to it because in addition to the sequel episode, there was a prequel that was released and uh, we'll we'll try and link up to that in the show notes. There there was released on Russell T Davies' Instagram account uh, that essentially was uh, like the last few moments of the way he originally wrote it. Ah, I can't even talk about it because we haven't gotten there yet. Dang it, I forget. Anyways, it's 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 just before nine, just before nine's regeneration, essentially is what what Russell T. Davies wrote. And he wrote it a number of years ago and then couldn't release it for reasons which will become obvious in approximately seven weeks. Um, <laughs> but Yes. But um, they went ahead and released it just as a special, you know, fun fun bit in conjunction with this thing. As in this is non-canon or something? Yeah, it, it can't be. If you, one, Once we get there, if you go back and read it, um, it can't be. You say it can't be, but well, yeah, several exactly. doctors have had the same exact story happen to them in canon so yeah well no this was this was okay at any rate this this was originally designed to be something that was released in conjunction with the 50th anniversary Uh and then russell t davies was asked to write it but if you'll recall steve moffat was the showrunner and writer for the 50th and he basically they showed it to him and he basically went yeah please don't do that (laughs) like i can't tell you why but don't do that and again, in, in a few weeks, it'll, it'll become obvious why, you know, what all happened there. But there were some gags, there were some jokes that people were throwing out on Twitter about the prequel and the sequel before they were actually released. People were saying things like, I hope there's some anti-anti-plastic in there. And, and you know, yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like riffing on it and that kind of thing. So, uh, let's see, the, uh, the, the question slash Doctor Who. Okay, so this is, you know, kind of a vestigial part of our 
normal checklist. It's not necessarily the question but yet in episode one. It's just Doctor Who. Yeah, just getting the Doctor Who reference. Holy cow. Yes. It's like... They were he teasing was, us. If they, if Russell T was teasing everyone about seeing the inside of the TARDIS, he teased them about saying the phrase Doctor Who for like so long. Oh, Not only so long, us. but walking right up to the edge of it. So first of all, we had, who was it that said, uh, was it Rose or was it Mickey? One of them said. Rose, I think. This, this guy, Doctor, what was it? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I was like, I got about the guy. Wait a minute. And then later on, Rose and the this is this that was like after the initial encounter, and she told the story to Mickey, and he says, "Doctor, what was it now?" And then later on, when she's talking to him, he says, "I'm the doctor," and she says, "Doctor, what?" And I'm like, "Are you kidding? You can't, you can't do that." Corbin, what's this next one? I don't even remember this one. So, I think it was the same shot. Okay, it was the same scene. Tell me. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. the same scene. Like they were walking I, it by. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. They kept talking. Yeah, they tell me, who are you? And I'm like, I, you, said the, you said the words just not in the right order. And then where did we finally get it? No one said it. It was the name of Clive's website. Oh, that's right. So no one even <laughs> actually said it in the entire episode. That's right. Yeah, in yeah, when she's Googling the doctor or, or whatever that, it wasn't Google, whatever... I don't even know. Whatever Some UK site. I don't even know if it was. Yeah, I don't even know if it was a real one. Ancient technology. Yeah. Uh, she's she's uh, doing research on, um, I, I don't know how to say that without saying Googling. She, <laughs> she is doing a web search, uh, trying to find, what was it? She said the doctor and. Blue box, I think. She said something before. She wrote oh, something. Yeah. The doctor else, and autons. And plastic. Well, she didn't know they were called autons, but she said the like doctor. the doctor and mannequins or plastic people. Living plastic. And people. so she got a bunch of plastic yeah. surgeons websites come up and everything. And then, yeah, she did doctor and blue box. And the first search result was doctor who with a question mark. And that was the name of the website. I'm so glad you wrote that. I forgot it. Oh, man. So was it was it literally doctorwho.com? Because that would have been the I don't best. Know. That would have been the best. I hope. Right. I hope uh, that, that that was Doctor it. Doctorwho.com question mark? Question mark? Yeah, that's how it's going to appear in the notes the there. Comment. All right, so um, heading on down to other stuff we noticed. Um, it was interesting and semi-nostalgic hearing the old theory bumper that we used to do back in uh, season one. Again, we apologize bumper. for season one. What's that? And our ending bumper. Um, well, yeah. Both of those came from this episode. Yeah. Did it? Yeah. Come on, let's go. She said that in this one? That was in this one? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're about to go, and the doctor's like, I have time travel, and she's like, I'm going to save my dad. Uh, Yeah, and she's like, I'm leaving you, Mickey. Yes, stupid something, something. Uh, So we had the whole bit of of they're riding in the elevator, and I forget what Rose even said, but she figured something out, and the doctor said, Oh, well done. And she says, thanks. You know, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. With um, all of her teeth. That's right. And that used to be, uh, that used to be our old theory bumper. Um, and then, uh, oh, okay, here we go. We, yeah, the, the bad wolf theme was played, even though it's never said. Uh, we had a mention of the shadow proclamation. That was fun. Which yeah, actually hasn't know. shown up recently at that all. That hasn't shown up It was up kind as of more of a nine thing, I wasn't thought it? it. Yeah. Like, we kept hearing about it. I'm like, there's got to be. We, like, a pay met the shadow proclamation in. Tins time, didn't we? But I think so. Yeah, I think in the well, whole time eleven like has been on screen. 
It wasn't had any reference. Yeah. No, they've been too busy with other stuff. Um, different era too. Um, so we tend to we tend to hang on different themes yeah. uh, with different showrunners and different eras and that kind of thing. So, uh, so that brings us down to who's who. So we have who is Rose. Uh, so I love, um, she says, oh, what? So the whole world, oh, no, I'm sorry. The doctor says, oh, what? The whole world revolves around you. And then we find out, nope, the whole universe revolves around the doctor. Like that's, yeah. of, of course. Um, I made a note here that she was a hero from the beginning. You know, she. <laughs> I got the brains and the brawn. Damn it. No, no. It's like, I must, I might not have the brains, but I got the bra- And she like swung in and like kicked the dude off. What is this from? When I'm so was that on this episode? Yeah, when was she it? cut the thing and grabbed. She it said, "I may not have the brains, but I've got the brawn." You have the ability I to that. reference things <laughs> that no one else. Knows. The ultimate inside the joke. I don't remember her saying that. Into the. I don't remember her plastic. saying that. Such an amazing I was watching. I was watching this episode, taking notes, and watching Twitter all at the same time. I Such missed things. When an she kicked the anti-plastic joke. into the plastic. She said, I may not have the brains, but I've got the brawn. I don't something, remember something that like at all. That. Cool. I don't remember that at all. But but yeah, that that scene is what I'm talking about is that she, um, first of all, my next note was she uh, she saved the doctor's butt, right? She um, really did. He even says it later on. and um, Or like, no, she I says totally it and he acknowledges it, I think is what happened. But it was interesting that even from the first, the first scene of her like getting attacked by the Autons, she, I mean, like she's freaking out, but she was never like damsel in distress. Yeah. Actually, there was a damsel in distress in this episode. Do y'all remember who that was? Uh, her mom. Trip. Mickey. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Trip's like, I see what you're doing. Man. I went the wrong direction. There was a scene where he was literally like laying in the street, clinging to her knees. Like, you can't go with him. He's an alien. And like, I'm like, and Corbin literally was like, what a loser or something like that. It's like, I gotta take care of this trash. I love, I love he's like, <laughs> I mean, he was in the bin earlier. He's in the layer of the nesting <laughs> conscious or whatever, like in the fetal position, crying like, it was talking to me. Like, yeah, the whole the time, worst? I mean, yeah, like over the top, just like total loser, total Which loser. Like, makes it really weird when like now he's with Unit fighting aliens right? constantly, and right? it's like, yeah, that's the same person so, teleporting across so, the universe and stuff. Here's the thing: we started off like you know with this, and then we pro- we progressed along with him, and we watched his character arc, and we commented on it. Right? We yeah. commented on how like especially when they went to like uh, Pete's dimension or whatever, there was like a shift. I feel like that was a real moment for him mm-hmm. and we've talked about it, but now going back, like we, now that we know, like you said, he like married Martha <laughs> yeah. and is in unit and it's like, what the heck? And he's like fighting Santarans, like, you know, one to one. And this is who he started as. Like, yeah. Wow. Every single companion that has been on the show has been better than him probably 10 times. It's just uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like even Rory wasn't this bad. And I you know, know what's funny is I've like all of the parallels that I've had built up in my head between Rory and Mickey broke down. I know Thursday while we were watching this episode because I was like, Rory was never this bad. Rory's first episode was the vampire one, right? Where he starts out, he's kind of freaking out, but by the end of the episode, he's taking on giant like crabs or whatever, 
with a broomstick. He was always like a worry ward, but never a coward. Yeah. And like Mickey is like straight up. Like he was always. Like like the cowardly lion. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think he's worse than the cowardly lion. <laughs> he, came, he came stumbling out of the TARDIS, like crashing to the ground, just like sliding across the floor. Yeah. Just like, get me out of life. Just like, I need to escape. So, um, now anyhow. that we talked about Mickey. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, we were talking about Rose. Yeah. So, Rose was the opposite of that, right? Yeah. She was like rolling with the punches. She tracked the doctor down. She's like, took it upon herself to go Google him, research him, <laughs> web search him. Um, using spider finder and lycos um <laughs> what are those <laughs> pre-google <laughs> those <They> were sound <laughs> terrible <laughs> what about ask jeeves um i've heard of that was a, <laughs> and and back when yahoo was a search company instead uh, of just an old crappy email system no anyways she was you know hero from the get-go and that's why the doctor is like you should totally come with me right <laughs> like won him over Right away. Like we went through all the stages with a new companion. You know, like she makes an acute observation. He's impressed by it. He kind of throws a test her way. She has to have a, like an act of bravery and save the doctor and all this kind of stuff. So fantastic. Was the scene with the nesting consciousness. Did it remind you guys of the scene of tenant with the Empress of Ragnos? Uh, yeah, because I mean, he starts like was it he cuts on the sprinkler oh, system so. by like lighting a match, and she's like, "No, no, let's get out of here." Like, I don't think so because this similar. one Rose saved him, but we saw that from, he died like, if she would have turned. If she remember, turned turn the other left, way. turn left showed us that if Donna hadn't been there, Ten would have died. Yeah. He would have died in that battle with the Empress of Ragnarok. But it was it was definitely a very different situation. Because there he was, it was just here's killing. here's what I mean by similar. Like we're underground. Mm -hmm. There's like a big giant enemy down below where the doctor and the companion are standing on a balcony with a metal rail in front of them. And then yeah, the the well, companion steps in to save the day simultaneously killing the bad guy and all this kind of stuff. In it terms wasn't of like physical similarities. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. I'm not saying this was the same scene. I'm just saying this was reminiscent mm -hmm. in my mind. Like it, I, the whole time we were watching it, I was like, man, there's like a lot of parallels mm -hmm. here yeah. that I don't remember noticing in the past. So that does bring us down to who is Mickey. Which we <laughs> so already hit like all the points. Can I, well, no, the first point that I wrote down was he was a lot more of a thug than I remember at the beginning. <laughs> Like, I not only was so. he much no, more of a, a no, but remember at the beginning, he's all like, he's all like trying to be hard, you know, he's like, oh, no, you know, he's like, who's that guy? Is he messing with you? Blah, blah, you know, that's aliens. And he's like, ah! Yeah, I mean, like it immediately falls apart, but like, I don't, I didn't remember, I guess because we never see that again. Like we never see Mickey trying to be hard Mickey from the streets, you know, like <laughs> apparently he isn't. <laughs> Because it, apparently it falls apart at the first <laughs> sign of danger. So um, that, I didn't remember that part of his character at all. Like right up until he gets eaten by the bin, he's all like, you know, trying to be hardcore. And like it, you can tell even then it's an act. You can tell then it's a total act. But I was like, man, he's like playing he overplays it way too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He does um, overcompensating a little you bit You need so. me, man. Uh, Corbin, did you, did you write the next note? Uh, which one? No one likes Mickey. No one likes Mickey. <laughs> I wrote a lot of these notes. Okay. Because I have strong feelings for Mickey. All right. 
Uh, we did notice the doctor said he is not invited, right? Yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's cowering on the ground, hugging your knees. He is not invited. He you can come. Probably shouldn't go. Him. He will die of a heart uh, attack, most likely. Yeah. Uh, what's this next one? So Rose, uh, oh gosh, this is so oh my right before Rose leaves her, she says, thanks. Thanks for No, what? she doesn't. No, she exactly. doesn't. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. What does she say? Rose doesn't say thanks ever. What? She says thanks. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> my bad. Thanks. I forgot that she has a terrible lisp that makes her say thanks. It's not, it's not a lisp. It's an accent. That's <laughs> how people from her area say TH. Not an accent. Anyways, so she's, she says thanks. Mickey says for thanks what? For what? Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Ouch. Oh, <laughs> like. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I feel like they should have broken up right then. Like that pretty was... much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they lasted it as long as they did. Okay. Oh. Wow. Uh, so who is the doctor? Um, what is this now? Oh yeah. <laughs> He's looking in the mirror. Says, eh, "Could have been worse, but look at me ears." <laughs> 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 we talked about this. Um, talked about this on episode one. That uh, yeah, you know, they this, made fun of his ears. They're. This was part of this was part of what was so ambiguous. And and to me, this is why I don't understand why there was so much. Do you guys remember way back? We talked about how there was all this controversy or, or theorizing or whatever. Is this a reboot or is this a continuation? Do you guys remember yeah. that? Yeah. And we said, I mean, I don't even remember what it was, but at some point there was like the definitive like the the classic who faces appeared on screen yeah and so like we're finally acknowledging ah, clearly the, yeah and it was like i want to say it was like two seasons in before everyone could feel at peace and i'm thinking this scene like it's kind of a throwaway he, line but even still but it tells you he just regenerated mm-hmm. and and so again at least no it's Do the I? second regeneration we yeah at it's least. at least he's not the I first doctor he's not so. supposed to be the new first doctor so um, I, I don't know why there was all the the concern and controversy unless that line was just completely missed, which doesn't seem likely of Doctor Who fans. Um, of course, it wasn't as readily available online in 2005. So it was kind of like you watch it and then that's it. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe it took a while before people were able to actually rewatch it and things like that. But even still, people kind of like recorded it on DVD and st- or, or VHS and stuff. I don't know. Anywho, so again, though, it does get a little bit weird because it, it makes it seem like uh okay so think about tenant right he has an entire episode that's an adventure you know with, with the christmas invasion we have the sycorax and we have uh uh, uh the, the woman oh gosh i can't why well, i can't harriet jones mm-hmm. uh show up and rose is trying to deal with you know, this, this new person and all this kind of stuff. And he goes through the whole, am I ginger? Oh, I've got new teeth. You know, all of those kinds of things come up and we saw the same thing with 11, right? He's dealing with new mouth, new taste buds, but it's like, we see him regenerate. And then the very next thing that's happening is the 11th hour. And he's doing all those bits, right? Same thing with tenant. So for him to make a statement like that, it's okay. Are we saying he just regenerated a couple of minutes ago and this is the, you know, like right before he showed up and said, run. It, was he supposed to have just regenerated or are we trying to say that he just hasn't walked by a mirror in a couple of months or weeks or years I mean, or there's whatever? There's not a mirror for the 10th and 11th doctor. They're still checking, am I ginger and whatnot? So, I guess, but I mean, it, it, 
I know that they had to do that because it's the first episode, right? It's, it's like a throwaway thing, but then it kind of does leave it open. Like, are we to believe that he just got done regenerating? So at any rate, it's again, something that we're, we're approaching some, some answers on that. So, uh, the first time, uh, oh, okay. So the doctor has a great speech here. The first time they tell you that the world's turning and you just can't quite believe it because everything looks like it's standing still. He says, I can feel it. The turn of the earth, the ground beneath our feet is spinning at a thousand miles an hour and the entire planet is hurtling around the sun at 67,000 miles an hour. And I can feel it. We're falling through space, you and me. And he, I think that's where he, he grabbed her hand clinging to the skin of this tiny little world. And if we let go, and he lets go of her hand, that's who I am. Now forget me, Rose Tyler, and go home. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to forget typ- that? Typical doctor, right? <laughs> Push away the perfect companion. See if she comes after you. Then, you know, you know, if you love something, let it free. <laughs> Set it free. And if it returns to you, it's yours forever. So uh, let's see. Corbin, I think you did this, this uh, next list here. This is just all the places Clive said he was at. So... Of the JFK assassination. Horribly cropped in, just <laughs> yeah. like sideways face. Really bad like Photoshop. It wasn't even. It like, was so weird. Yeah, he's like, everyone else is looking at JFK. He's looking at the camera. That was weird. <laughs> he knew where the camera was going to be. And it was be. a different color, too. Like, yeah, he wasn't the same color. So, yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was, just it was really, really poorly, poorly done. done. He, uh, he wasn't actually on the Titanic like we thought. He, he stopped the family from going on the Titanic. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I I remember for a long time we had we this misconception. We talked about him being on the Titanic. Yeah. Yeah, because when the Titanic crashed into Tins Tardis, we were like, how can this be? He was already on the Titanic, but he was never actually on it. Right. And as it turns out, that wasn't the, the Titanic. <laughs> that was yeah. Space Titanic <laughs> in the future. Or, or no, actually, it wasn't in the future. It was in the present. But, uh, but yeah, it was supposed to be Titanic. like a trip to Earth and it was supposed to look all like. Um, We'll call it like old timey kind of. Yeah, it was retro, but it had like rocket boosters on the back or whatever. Like, <laughs> well, how are you going to get it to move? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was this last one there? It finally, I think it said he was at the discovery of Sumatra, which. Is that what it was? Which I'm a little is, confused by that because is isn't Sumatra like a country or something? Uh, an island? How did they have so, this? How long it's ago just, did they find it? What is they- Sumatra? <laughs> Make sure you go to spiderfinder.com so you can look that up. Okay, it's one of the islands of Western Indonesia. Yeah, there you go. It's an island. I also spelled it wrong, apparently. There's a U, not an O. Oh, it's Sumatra? Yeah. That's what I was thinking, like the coffee. Uh, Like the coffee? Yeah, there's a Sumatran blend, like Arabica. Why didn't you say that? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Why didn't you know that? Anywho, yeah, so (laughs) that was fun because in that picture, it was just a drawing. Yeah. And it's like a remarkably well-drawn <laughs> likeness of the doctor, whereas everything else in the picture is like vaguely a coconut tree. You know, it's like everything else is like caveman art. And then the doctor is like tree. this amazing likeness. What's that? That could be a coconut tree if you looked hard enough. Yeah, <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah. If you squint just and turn it sideways and put all it up to the light. Just a stick uh, with a couple a... sticks coming off of it and just one circle thing. Like, What is that, a dirt <laughs> hut there? <laughs> Uh, let's see. He brings a storm in his wake, and his only constant companion is death. I Says it was Clive, who also dies later. In the <laughs> I mean, you know, a eh, little bit of foreshadowing there. So uh, he brings a storm in his wake, and now, uh, in the meantime, we've heard him referred to as the oncoming storm. Uh, he's actually referred to himself as the oncoming storm as well. Uh, let's see. He's years old. Huh? <laughs> Wasn't he called What's that it? in um, Classic Who? 
Is that the oh, I don't know. Was reference. he? I think he was, wasn't he? Oh, interesting. Uh, I don't remember that. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember that uh, as a thing. So, wow, Jared. <laughs> uh, let's see. Need you. Didn't uh, he say that with the soccer thing? He's like. I'm the doctor, the oncoming storm. Right, yeah. Oh, and you just mean which position in football? Yeah, <laughs> or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He's been um, he's been making house calls. Clive says, and then uh, we have the eleventh doctor saying he hadn't made one in a while. So yeah. that was that was uh, interesting. I'm I'm wondering now was that a a throwback to this episode or? Uh, let's see. He went off about saving every stupid monkey running around on this planet. Um, remember, stupid monkey is <laughs> Nine's <laughs> favorite epithet for humanity. Stupid monkeys. Um, I think he's, he. Um, How can I you think this was in regard to Mickey, wasn't it? Yeah. Like it's not his like, job to save every stupid monkey on this planet. He was talking probably. specifically about Mickey being left behind um, or being replaced by the, yeah. the Auton duplicate or whatever. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, we had one of my favorite lines from the whole thing. You sound like you're from the north. And he says, lots of places have a north. <laughs> Again, That's a good in, way universe, of explaining it. in universe, hilarious, right? And was that, was that also in the same breath as I don't look uh, human, you look Time Lord? I don't think they said that. Or was that, that. is that later? That's yeah. later. That's not this episode. Okay. Um, it's the same, it's the same idea though, right? It's like, well, then why do you have a British accent <laughs> and speak English if you're an alien? In fact, um, you're pretty much exactly the same as a human in every way except you're bicardial bicardial which is a line which we will learn in a few seasons uh, so at any rate and actually now that i'm thinking about it that was in the episode of the day that we, we haven't released, released yet, yet. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it in the power of three or is it in or or was it in the no, the, no uh, that isn't in the power that was oh, in they, a sound called mercy yeah, yeah. okay all right all right yeah, <laughs> so, we, they, the, so that one is in fact in the past past not the future past which is our past but their future which for which everybody else so listening confusing. to <laughs> we should stop while we're ahead <laughs> i love it i love it um yeah so but it, we did talk um in episode one about the fact that this was an in-universe stab at a production level criticism that had been laid that Christopher Eccleston had a, a Northern accent. Mm-hmm. And like, that's why he, the reason that people oh, come up so with why someone can't be the doctor or why they can't play James Bond because they have the same problems is always the stupidest things. Um, the current James Bond as of recording right now is blonde. Mm-hmm. And people were like, you can't have a blonde James Bond. And I'm like, How dare you? Why not? I mean, like you had an. There's so many puns that can be made with that. Ah, uh, yeah, right. But um, it's the same thing here. Is like, oh, you can't have Doctor Who with a Northern accent, and it's like, first of all, that's definitely a British problem, right? Because all of the rest of us are going, he's British. He sounds, he sounds British. British. Like we don't know the difference between the North and Cockney or whatever other <laughs> five thousand versions of British English there well, are. We do know in fourteen square miles of geography, <laughs> but um, yeah, but we do know. Thanks. Um, that that was a, a a an intentional jab at that. Like, well, psh, yeah. so what? Lots of places have a North. Maybe he's from North Gallifrey. You don't what, know. What would be the American version of that? I mean, it would clearly be a southern accent for America, but what what person do we have? That what do you mean? Changes roles or changes actors all the time. Oh, I don't, I don't know that we have an equivalent of that, do we? I, I mean, James Bond, because that is an American franchise, right? Yeah, but he's British. He's so. British, but it's an American franchise. Yeah. But hey, uh, you know, a lot of people want um, Idris Elba to be the next James Bond, and <laughs> uh, it, oh gosh, what would you know him from? 
I think That's a good question. I think uh, I can't think of the character's name. I think he's the guy that controls the Rainbow Bridge in Thor, the the Bifrost. Oh, I think he plays that guy. The guy. So that what's died? the obvious problem that why Idris Elba can't play James Bond? I can't remember that character. He's anymore. black, so you can't have him be a black guy. It's Doesn't like, he also uh, have a beard? Okay. Which so James Bond doesn't have a beard. He can shave. He can't stop being black though. <laughs> so people have you know all kinds of problems with that. Um, uh, and and I, I want to say there was some talk like he might actually be the next one. And then uh, I can't think of the guy, the current James Bond guy. Ah, oh, people are shouting it right now. I can't think of that actor's name, but I think he did like he was done. And then I think he went ahead and did one more. I think. But there was some talk for a while that like, it, yeah, maybe we're going to do Idris Elba. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it's this, I'm trying to think of, yeah, what would be a good parallel? How many, how many actors have played Spock? Okay, that would be, that would be your, your like, parallel right he there. He can't be Spock. He has a Southern accent. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. That's okay. Like Ford, if we said, if we said like, for the next, uh, for the next uh, Star Trek movie we're going to do, we've cast Matthew McConaughey as Spock. People are like, no. Yeah, people would be like, I would agree. That is <laughs> Matthew McConaughey has the wrong accent to be Spock. Spock is All right. now black. So now you're saying, now you're saying the same thing. But yeah, actually, that Star Trek is probably the closest thing that we have because it's been done so many times yeah. that you do have like, um, yeah, you have you have. So at this point, you now have Spock. You have Kelvin Universe Spock from the new. J.J. Abrams movies, yeah. and now you have Star younger Trek Spock. Discovery, younger Spock, who is younger than all of them, but played by a third actor. And actually, there's a fourth because actually there's there's like there's almost a dozen actors I think because wow. they have portrayed him as a child so many different times, <laughs> um, or a teenager. I mean, in 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 um, Star Trek Three, there's four the- actors I think that play Spock because he he. Rapidly ages in the movie, anyways. So yeah, it would it that would be that would be your thing right there. Is if you were going to have Matthew McConaughey uh, cast as Spock. You know what? I would hate that. Okay, all right. Then you can't. Then you can't hate the 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 Doctor Who fans. An accent so that he doesn't sound. I don't even know what accent he is. It's so weird. Uh, He's um, like Tennessee. Ten, yeah, sort of southern. He got he got that he got that accent. Honest, I mean it, that's that's where he lived. It's, it's Tennessee or Kentucky or I can't remember. Anyways, one of them southern states. That's right. So um, he <laughs> says he is not here to kill the nesting consciousness. He has to give it a chance. I thought that was interesting. That, that's something that you know we have seen play out several times. Actually, we like uh, the the gunslinger, and uh, yeah. not only the gunslinger, but um, whatever the um, Cal, what? the the bad guy from a town called Mercy. Uh, what, uh, were they, what were they called? I think it was Cal. Cal. Caltech, not Caltech. That's a college. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the bad guy, <laughs> the guy, well, whatever is the scientist was. guy that was a, the mad scientist. Um, he he had to give him a chance as well. So, um, oh, okay, all right. Help me out here. Help me out here because there's a bit where nine in this episode goes. I am talking. And it reminded me so much of that happening somewhere else. Was that ten that or eleven? When? When he went off on his uh, thing. Like, Wait a minute. Was I'm it in the Christmas go... Invasion? Uh, in his first episode? Uh, didn't he do that? Didn't he do that to the Sycorax? 
Did he? I am talking. I feel like Eleven did this too. Every doctor has done Eleven definitely did. I can see it. I just can't picture what episode it was. So I don't know. It just, it it was interesting now going back again and and hearing that and being like, oh, wow, that's, that, that is apparently something the doctor likes to say Mm -hmm. in New Who at least. So uh, let's see. And then we have, oh, sad doctor. I should know. I fought in the war. I was there. I couldn't save your world. Oh, sad, 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 sad doctor. So, all right. So guys, before we head on down to the classic who connection, we wanted to remind you that noobs in the Whovian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor and Jared. If you find value in what we do and want to give a little bit of value back, that's all we ask. If you uh, are interested, you can head on over to patreon.com slash noobs and the Whovian, and you can become a supporter for as little as a dollar a month as a Rory patron at $5 a month. You'd be an Amy patron and you'll get a shout out on the show each episode for $12 a month. You'll be our very own river song. Always there for us, supporting us and backing us up with spinning laser guns and things. <laughs> $15 a month. It makes you a hosting host and you'll get a chance to guest host on an upcoming episode. So head on over to patreon.com slash noobs and the and become a supporting patron of family friendly independent media today. All right, so that brings us to Jared's classic who connection segment. This one was awesome. I mentioned to him what we were going to be doing. And he said, you know, I wasn't around back then. So I'll just go on and do a whole episode or a whole, uh, a whole segment. So let's take a listen uh, to what he has to share with us. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your classic Who connections for Rose. That's right. We're going back to the beginning of New Who. Uh, when the Whovian told me this week about the 15th anniversary of Rose being uh, streamed and tweeted about by Russell T. Davies, uh, I thought it'd be fun because I wasn't part of the show in those days uh, to do some Classic Who connections for their episode. So since we haven't visited this before, here we go for Rose. Now the whole thing, since it's kind of restarting Doctor Who, you could say is an allusion to Classic Who because that's where it got its foundations. But we're going to talk about the specific stuff. Uh, lots of it we've talked about before, so it's we're going to breeze through these pretty quickly. But first of all, you've got the Autons and the Nestine Consciousness. I don't have to talk about this too much for regular Noobs and the Whovians listeners. You already saw this one with the Classic Who Rewind visit to the Third Doctor. Uh, that's when we back went back to the serial Terror of the Autons. But of course, they appeared first in the serial Spearhead from Space. Still with the Third Doctor there, though. Uh, so we've seen those before, and we just got to see the, I'd say, slightly better uh, special effects versions of them in this one. Now, the Sonic Screwdriver has a new refreshed look for New Who, for the Ninth Doctor. Uh, it still makes the classic sounds, though. Those are those sounds go back to classic Who that we're all very familiar with. And as you might recall, the... Sonic Screwdriver was originally introduced with the second Doctor, not really used very much there, used a fair amount with the third Doctor because he loved his gadgets, Uh, and then the fourth Doctor also used it a good bit, and it was phased out with the fifth Doctor by the showrunner, and then brought back by the TV movie Doctor Who, and so this is a... They, they really latched on to it right away uh, for New Who and went ahead and, and wrote it into the episodes there. Uh, that gag when the Doctor was in Rose's flat, uh, the gag with the card tricks, 
where he tries to shuffle the cards and uh, kind of feed them from one hand to the other, and it doesn't really go right. Uh, the fourth doctor in the serial robot, right after he regenerated uh, from the third doctor to the fourth doctor that's in the serial robot, he does successfully do that card trick. And so I wonder if that's a, if he's seeing if he's got it back, perhaps. Maybe he lost it from one regeneration to the next and see if he's got it back. Or they were just having some fun and uh, doing think trying to figure out what can we do with him uh, in the background. And um, so that was, and of course we know Russell T Davies is very familiar with his classic who. So I think that was an intentional uh, part there with the doctor and the failed card trick. Also with the fourth doctor and also with the serial robot, he commented, the fourth doctor commented about not being too fond of his ears after the regeneration. So we have that happening again with the ninth doctor even though the implication is there that he didn't just regenerate. But that's okay. Uh, So that's really all the big things that I found. Uh, I'm sure there are other other little things that we could have talked about, but that's not really the big point of this episode. But it's fun to go back to Rose and uh, include uh, some of the Classic Who connections since we didn't have them before. And I don't know if uh, you guys are doing ratings this time, but I didn't get to rate it last time. And just my main point that I would bring out is the more I watch this, the more I like it. Uh, it, It's I did not totally care for it. I was one of those, okay, get through the first season and then the show will hit its stride kind of person. The more I watch The Ninth Doctor, the more I love him and wish, wish, wish I could have seen more of him. So this one's still not going to be uh, incredible. I mean, it's always tough when you're introducing new characters to really have a, a, just a phenomenal story and show. Uh, but I'm still going to put it up there. I'm going to give it 7.5 Doctor Who Conspiracy Theorists. And not all that creepy except for the mannequins coming to life, which has always been an unsettling thought for me. So uh, I'll give it uh, just 100 creep levels for that. All right. So thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on and for catching this special showing of Rose and for including me in the uh, viewing of that. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. Thanks for that, Jared. Um, definitely agree with you that anytime I go back and see anything from nine, I enjoy it more and more. Like if I'm seeing uh, just a YouTube clip of you know a particular scene or going back and watching this episode, uh, like I already said on our original t- time through here that it was my second time mm-hmm. through and that I enjoyed season one way more than I did in my first viewings of it. Um, but, but this time, I don't know, man, I enjoyed this episode probably the most I've ever enjoyed watching it. Um, having, uh, such a thorough, you know, understanding of Dr. Who now mm-hmm. having done this podcast for three years. Yeah. Um, and now having seen it a couple of times and also some of just some of the other stuff, you know, just, I, I feel like I know Christopher Eccleston a little bit more because he's been a little bit more active in the fan community lately. Um, he was actually, um, well, I was going to say he was here in Dallas, but now I don't know if that event happened. Um, there was That's a, true. yeah, it was like the fan expo was going to be here in Dallas. And, um, he and, um, uh, Donna were, were both going to be here. That was going to be, duo. yeah, well, she was going to be here along with a bunch of the cast from the office. Is that going to be, uh, 
When was that? I, that's that I can't remember now. I, I want to say it was like April or May, but it might have been in March. I don't even remember. The cast of The Office. She was on one episode for probably five minutes in total. That's really random. Yeah. Yeah. Did she show up more? That was that's totally random that that they would yeah. that they would say she was in the office when she was only there for like a half an episode. That's so weird. That's so random. Spoilers, uh, <laughs> uh, Dad. <laughs> so stay tuned for our spinoff podcast about rewatching The Office with my kids and trying not to spoil things. Anyways, um, so, <laughs> Jason, you have no idea, my friend. You have no idea. Um, so yeah, um, I, I definitely agree with Jared that. Um, uh, don't skip nine. I've seen that hashtag out there, you know, like give, mm-hmm. give Eccleston the love that he deserves. Cause uh, he brought the show back, man. He brought he it did. back. He put it on solid footing and, um, With uh, 10 million views. Holy cow, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, like took us years what, to get back to those numbers of the UK. Yeah. Something like that. So, uh, so, so Jared gave it 7.5 cons- uh, doctor who conspiracy theorists, <laughs> uh, which is fun because, uh, Corbin is going to give it, <laughs> Seven Clives. He, he half stole mine. Uh, yeah. Though technically, Rose was a conspiracy theorist Ooh. about the Doctor. There you so go. we're gonna say that Jared meant Rose. And oh, I mean Clive. Oh, okay. So, uh, care to expand on that at all, or just you're, you're giving it seven Clives? I kind of stole yeah, your thunder. Seven. There. I mean, it was just it was a solid episode. Okay. All right. Trip. What do you got? Um, I'm gonna give this an ant. Eight. Whoa. Eight anti-anti-plastics. An anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-anti-an
<sighs> I don't. I'll I'll I'll, I'll go back and I'll get it. In in uh in honor of this episode taking place before the creep level, we should leave the creep level out entirely. <laughs> Done. It wasn't a creepy episode anyway. <laughs> it doesn't really. It's gone. Matter. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh, Hopefully we don't copy these notes for another time. Well, that's your no. Job, we, we've so already got the next one. That. So. Oh yeah. Uh. So nothing. Nothing as far as theories because this was you know this was a fifteenth uh, anniversary rewatch. Ooh, I have a theory. Oh boy. Um. Willy Wonka's a Time Lord. Uh, but I, I totally but blanked but on but his name. How did I do that? <laughs> and Mary Poppins. Oh, man. Um, what, what do you know, still to this day, that's one of the biggest pieces of feedback that I get, is that the Willy Wonka theory has blown the listener's mind. Like, still to this day. <laughs> what? Almost 100 episodes in, and it goes all the way back to the first episode. Uh, so, um, and again, uh, as far as listener input, we didn't have anything this week. Um, if you're listening to this episode and you're going, wait a minute, I sent in an email. Um, we had some listener input in the last episode that we recorded, which again, you're going to hear next week. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you're waiting to hear some feedback that you gave or something like that, we apologize for that. Um, but again, as always, uh, reach out to us wherever you can find us and we'll, um, hit up all the channels where you can do that at the end. Uh, but also don't forget to head out and give us a review on your platform of choice, whatever app or uh, podcatcher or subscribe uh, subscription that you're using, whichever device you're on iOS, Android, wherever you are, leave us a, a, a rating. Um, if you can give us some stars, that's awesome. But we also like to see actual ratings. So, uh, throw down some of your feedback there. So next week, guys, the game plan is we're going to continue with series seven with the power of three, which, which again, as we've referenced many times, we've already done. Yeah. <laughs> and we called it 96. So yes. So, uh, we'll, we'll put a, we'll put a little floopity doo at the beginning of that. A to, what now? A floopity doo. Floopity doo. Floopity doo. Um, give me all the editing. Why, don't you? I shall. Yeah. So <laughs> at any rate, guys, check out the power of three. Fantastic. Um, uh, da, 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 character what? episode, <laughs> um, where you will hear, <laughs> you will hear me, and Corbin fighting vigorously over whether or not anything happened in this episode, which we kind of just did about this episode. And I was like, it was a character building episode. And I was like, oh man, this is the same fight we had last week. So enjoy listening to that next week. So at any rate, guys, Noobs in the Hoovian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Drew, and I <laughs> our, just wasn't even paying Our attention. production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared, as always, for the Classic Who connection. And shout-outs to Victor and Jared for their Patreon support. You can find us at Facebook.com slash NoobsInTheHoovian or Twitter.com slash NoobsHoovian, or you can email us at NoobsInTheHoovian at gmail.com. Consider supporting us at Patreon.com slash NoobsInTheHoovian. You can find all these links and more, including the full show notes at noobsandthehoovian.com. Wherever you found us, make sure that you like us, subscribe, leave us a rating, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. Until next time, my name's Austin. I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And we're, we're the, the noobs. noobs. And we will see you next time, which is last time, but for you, it's next time. And then our next time will be your next to after next time. Goodbye. <laughs>